Sure. Good evening. Hope all of you are doing well. Today we're learning Maseches Yevamos, Daf Nuntes, and as well, Daf Samech Amid Aleph. We're actually going to wrap up to Samech Amid Beis, um, and then on Shabbos, of course, we'll uh, learn Samech Aleph. So uh, we're going to get started at a fresh mission, Allah that we've referenced already, and really one that has nothing to do with Yevamos at all. And that is the din of a Kohen Gadol who's not allowed to marry an Almana. So let's get started with this new mission, a quarter of the way down on Nun Tesamad Aleph. Kohen Gadol Yisa Almana. A Kohen Gadol is not allowed to marry a widow. Bain Almana min ha'erusin, bain Almana min ha'nesuin. And this is true, even if her husband died when they were only betrothed, when they were only be'erusin, doesn't matter. Once when, once she is begeder Almana, she is now off limits to the Kohen Gadol. Didn't we just say yesterday that if they were engaged, it's still okay? So we'll have to, that was yesterday's Mishnah. That was yesterday's discussion. What did it say yesterday? So, yeah, so that's true if the Kohen Gadol was, what was the case there? Oh, that was a different case. That was a different case. That was where the Kohen started as a regular Kohen. Here he's the Kohen Gadol right now. And she's an Almana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a different case. Very good. So says the Mishnah, uh, that's not only true by an Almana, but lo yisa es habogeres. Remember, the Bogeres is not a Nara. A Nara is a girl who is uh, 12 in one day up to 12 in six months. But from 12 and six months and on, she's referred to as a Bogeres. The concern that we have here is that her Besulim uh, will actually begin to disintegrate, fall away, whatever the case may be. And he needs to marry someone who is considered a Besula. That's what the Pasuk says in Chumash. We'll analyze that Pasuk in depth today. And that's the Shita of the Tanakama that he cannot marry a Bogeres. However, Rebelazar, Reb Shem, and Machshir, and Bogeres, they do allow the Kohen Gadol to marry a girl who's 12 years and six months old, and we just have a halachic assumption that her basulim is sufficiently intact. We'll see what their machlokes is when the time comes. And lastly, in our Mishnah, Loisa es Mukas Eitz. So Mukas Eitz is a woman who had uh, something inserted into her body other than a human being, and it broke her basulim. So there too, the Mishnah says that uh, they are not the Kohen Gadol is not allowed to marry the Mukas Eitz. All right, so let's get started with the Gemara. The Gemara says, Tanu Rabbanon, the rabbis have taught us in a b'risa. Almana lo yikach, the Pasuk says in Chumash Shabbat about a Kohen Gadol, that he's not allowed to marry an Almana. And the, the Gemara explains in the b'risa, bein Almana min ha'erusin, bein Almana min ha'nesuin. Like our Mishnah said, that he is not only restricted from a woman who died when she was fully married, but even if she never had Tash Mishamita, she was only engaged to her husband when he died, still the Kohen Gadol is not allowed to marry her. Says the Gemara Pshita, this really should be obvious. Why do you need to take the extra time to explain the fact that he's uh, restricted from, from all cases of an Almana, even from Arison? After all, the, she's still an Almana, so why, why, why would we think anything else? Says the Gemara, because by Tamar, from the story of Tamar and Yehuda, there she was fully married. That's not true. It's not only applicable when the almana was fully married. It's even applicable when the almana was only be'erusin, she was only betrothed, and therefore the din is that a Kohen Gadol is not allowed to marry an almana, even if she's only an almana mino erusin. Says the Gemara, well, why don't you learn from Tamar? Why don't we say, just like you just said, it exists by Tamar, at least ask it as a question instead of saying it as a statement. Why don't we look at the Marimakam by Tamar and say, hmm, that's a good point. Maybe we should learn from Tamar that a Kohen Gadol is only restricted to an almana min ha'nesun and not an almana mino erusin. So says the Gemara, it can't be, because the halacha is dumya de grusha. The way that we treat an almana is in the same way that we treat a grusha. And just like a grusha, ma grusha, 
that she is asura to a kohen, she's restricted to marrying a kohen no matter what, even if it's only from erisin. The same is true by an almana. That brings us to the two dots halfway down. So far that the first line of the Mishnah stands true, and that even even if a woman is an almana from erisin, she never had tashma shamita. She she kept halacha properly. Never she got engaged and her husband died. So the halacha is that she is no longer eligible to marry a kohen gadol. Our Mishnah had said, and it was a machlokas between the Tanakama on one side and Rebbe Lazar and Rebbe Shimon on the other, that a Kohen Gadol, according to the Tanakama, is not allowed to marry a Bogeres, a girl who's 12 years and six months old. What is the basic Pasuk? And our, uh, soon we're going to deal with how to understand this Pasuk, but the Pasuk reads, The Pasuk says in Chumash that one a Kohen Gadol is obligated to marry a woman who is a Basula. And the word, Bivsuleha, is extraneous, has a lot of extra letters. It could have just said, So we have an extra yud, it's bifsuleha, and that extra bays in the beginning. We're going to analyze all of these extra letters. So says the Gemara, Prat, what? What's Gematria 12 years old? Bays and a yud. Wow. Okay. No, that was very quick, though, and it was straight to the point. Fantastic. I wonder if that's a thing. I'm not a good boy. You have to ask about Shechter afterwards. I don't know. I've never heard of such a thing. It's, it's too perfect. It's too perfect. That's what the whole Machlokas is about. What about the girl who's 12? Beautiful. Very well done, Michael. So says the Gemara, what's the drasha? So from this Pasuk, we see Prad le Bogeres, Shekalula Besuleha, Devi Rameir. Rameir says that a Bogeres is excluded from the Pasuk because her uh, besulim has already been uh, compromised. Rebbe, not because of Tashma, it's just because of her age. Rebbe Lazar, Rebbe Shimon, Machshir, and Bebogeres. Rebbe Lazar and Rebbe Shimon, they, they are matir. So this is the machlokas in the b'risa. But my kamiflage, the machlokas that's quoted here between Rebbe Meir and Rebbe Lazar, Rebbe Shimon, seemingly is the same machlokas in our Mishnah between the Tanakama and Rebbe Lazar and Rebbe Shimon. And what is it that they're arguing about? Two-thirds of the way down, they're arguing about how to understand the Pasuk. Now, as I mentioned, the word bivsuleha seems extraneous. You should have just said bisula, but who isha bisula yikach? So it says the Gemara, we're going to pick on all of the different parts of the word. Rebbe Meir, Rebbe Meir, who was the one who would not let the who would not let the Bogaris marry the Kohen Gadol, Rebbe Meir that the word Besula alone, without without the extra letters, Afilu Mixas Besulim Mashma, that implies that if any of the Besulim is missing, then the halacha is he would say that uh, they should not get married. And Besula Besuleha Ad Ika Kola Besulim, the entire Besulim has to be there. Bivsuleha Bechadarcha In Shelokedarkei Shelokedarkalo. So he says that the when we're talking about Bivsuleha, that it is a recognition of the fact that he's only going to be Psula if it's Bikidarka, but Shalokadarkalo, that's not true. So that's how he learns out these psukim. The Reb Meir holds that any uh, any element of the Basulim that's missing is going to be problematic, and therefore the Bulgaris is not allowed. Rebelazar Reb Shimon Sabar Basula. Besula Shlema Mashma. We start from the reverse side. We assume we need the whole Besulim. Besuleha Vafila Mixas Besulim. Even if some of the Besulim is left. And therefore, we would assume that because she's only 12 years and 12 and a half years old, that even if some of the integrity of the Basulim is lacking, but still, there's still some of the Basulim left over. And that's what the word, the mm. extra letter of Yud of Besuleha implies. Mm. What does Besuleha mean with the extra base in the beginning of the word? That she cannot have had any Tashmashamita whatsoever, any, uh, anything that would uh, violate her body at all. And Bikadarka and Shalokadarka. If anything would have happened to her, it would, have, it would have ruined her as it relates to the Kohen Gadol, but that is a requirement. There's a machlokas, as we'll see in a moment, about whether or not it was uh, Shalom Kedarka. And let's
let's jump into that. So get right here, 10 lines from the bottom. If a woman was violated, not normal Tashma Shemitah, but Shiloh Darka, the halacha is Psula Lekehuna. Um, and uh, let's take a look at Rashi. Rashi says, just to our right, 15 lines or so from the bottom of Rashi, a little bit less. That by, by a hediot, had the Tashma Shemitah been even regular Tashma Shemitah, would have been mutter by a regular coin. A woman only gains the halachic status of being a zona if she has Tashma Shemitah with someone that she's not allowed to have Tashma Shemitah with. And therefore, if it was not that Tashma Shemitah, then the halacha is that she's not a zona and she can still marry the Kohen Gadol. But if a person is Nivala Shalokadarka, she's Psula Lekahuna. Rav has a problem with the sheet of Rav from the Brisa, because the Brisa says six lines from the bottom, Masiv Rava. The Pasuk says, This Pasuk was speaking about, I'll just read it on the side here. It says, if a man violates a woman, he has to pay the father 50 shekel. And the, the woman can, as an option, become married to the man who violated her. Says the Gemara, five lines from the bottom, what's the draw? It has to be that he's halachically allowed to marry her. Had she been an almana, even if he was the one who violated her, he can't marry her because she's an almana. And Grusha Vechalutza the Kohen Hedjot, and a woman who's divorced, and a woman who received Chalitza, that they cannot marry Kohen Hedjot. So it says the Gemara, Hechi Dami. There's only one way to understand this case. Ilema, if you want to say the Kedarka, that it's regular Tash Meshamita, then why make the case about an almana? Just make it that she's uh, that she's not that she's not a virgin anymore, and the conversation's over. Elalav, it must be shalokedarka that when there there was tashma shemitah shalokedarka, it doesn't have an impact on the kohen gadol mishum almana in mishum beulalo, and therefore that's a kasha on Rav because Rav was just of the opinion that shalokedarka was a psul. But the brisa here says that the, that via shalokedarka was not a psul for the kohen gadol, only the fact that she was an almana. So as we turn to the top of the testament base, the gemara says, don't worry, we can save Rav hamani. Who is this brisa like? Which seems to argue like Rav, that's Rav Meiri. But the Rav de Omar Kiribelazar. Rav holds like the Shita of Rabbi Lazar, like we saw on the previous page. So it says the Gemara, what is this talking about? What did Rabbi Lazar say? Why is she a Zona? If a single man sleeps with a single woman and it wasn't for the sake of marriage, she is now a Zona. Could you imagine the implications in Klal Yisrael if this was true? A single man sleeps with a single girl. This girl is now a surah to all kohanim. That's, we don't pass in this way. It's a strict line. It's not a crazy thing to assume in halachic terms, but it happens to be that we don't pass in this way. But then it says the Gemara, uh, no, I don't, I just asked someone, I asked Rabbi Michelle before we, before Shir to confirm about this. What? No. <clears throat> that's by a goy. That's be with a goy. Because we assume she's a zona. Because she's a goy. But these are Jewish people. No, this is pun, a, a panui and panuya. What? Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I did ask this question. That's what Rashi says, that there's a broad concern. The first short line of Rashi, Rafila Koin Hejo Rasura, that would be true, but I'm I'm almost certain we don't paskin like him. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was the case that we don't paskin that way. What does it say here on the side? The comma. No. Uh, you can't make a duke like that, but I thought the same thing. 
Yeah. The Likute Rashi quotes from Maseches Tmura, the first Likute Rashi, if you have it there, the Be'ila Sinos Karizona. If there's a Be'ila Sinos, it's okay. I asked him, I don't know. But anyways, this is a concern for Rav. Well, well, it's a great question. I'm not, I don't know the answer. Yeah, we were talking about this again. We are talking about this, yeah. Maybe I didn't ask right. I don't know. Maybe I didn't understand his answer, but it seemed to me that we don't pass in like this. Anyways, Amar of Yosef. Oh, so this was the question on Rav, is that why is it that you're talking about a Be'ula? She's a Zona, and a Zona is a more broad concern than Be'ula, because Be'ula is a limitation as it relates to the Kohen Gadol, but Znus is a, is a much bigger concern, because according to Rabbi Lazar, it applies even to a regular Kohen. So Amar of Yosef, you're right. What was the case of Rav, where Rav says that Nivala, Shalokidarka is Psula, says the Gemara, uh, Amar of Yosef, where she was violated by an animal. There, an intercourse of some sorts took place. But that even according to Belazar, if the if the intercourse that took place with an animal, that's not zona. The zona can only be generated by another human being, but not by an animal. This doesn't work. Why not? Because we typically assume that if there is an intercourse of any kind, then she's a zona, which can't apply by an animal. And if she's not a zona, then which makes the ukimta of the animal being the one who uh, who was who had intercourse with her as not a viable answer and says the Gemara, and if you want to say then maybe we should say that anything anything that happens to her that we treat the animal like a mukas eight and it could have been an animal and it could have been something else that wasn't a person that could have violated her shalokadarka but if you say that 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 a, a woman who has violated shalokadarka is a surah to, to a kohen there's no such thing. Every woman under the sun at that time would use a tsuror, would use a rock to clean themselves after going to the bathroom. That's what they used. They didn't have toilet paper. So they had these rocks that were shaped in a way to make sure that it did a good job of cleaning the body. But they, by definition, would enter someone into the cavity of the body when a woman was cleaning herself. And if that's true, then every if you're saying mukas kedarka is a, is a soul for a coin, then every every woman under the sun is going to be in the same boat because it's mukas kedarka with its roar. Ella, what must the case of Rav be where he says that nivala kedarka is a soul? Says the Gemara, third of the way down, from the Gemara itself, this is not a simple case. That's why we always love Rashi. Rashi says just to the left, almost halfway down in the Rashi's, we have a case of Rav, within the world of Zona, where we can have a case where she did have intercourse, but she's not a Zona. What is the case where she is in, in only one category of Beula, but she's not a Zona? She's not an Almon and she's not a Grusha. That's a case. Biktana Yasoma says Rashi Hanmises Labal. Aktana Yasoma. This woman was put into marriage as a child uh, to her husband. They were together, and then and then she walked away from the marriage. Miun is when she refuses to stay in the marriage. The Ain Kan Psulznus. So the case that Rav was saying, we've been learning for the last 20 lines about this, if you flip back to seven lines from the bottom of the Testament, Rav, Rav's line was, what was that case? That was a case of Mima Enes, of a young girl who was married under the age of 12. There was Tash Shemitah Shalokidarka, which is Be'ula, 
but she's not a zona. She's not, she's not begeder zona yet. Okay, that's its own conversation to discuss in the Rishonim. But that's how the Gemara answers this Shiloh. And the Gemara, third of the way down, continues with a connected sugya. Omer of Simi Barchia, Niva Lodabehema, Ksheira Lekehuna. That's a little bit of a deviant shita. That's exactly the opposite of what we just learned with Rav. And in fact, the shita of Nivala the Behema Ksher Lakuna is the case of the Brisa, Tanya Nami Hachi. Nivala the Misha Eno Ish, if a woman had intercourse with a non human, namely with an animal, strange language, probably requires some research, but uh, maybe it also means Mukas Eitz. That might be a subtle implication, is it? Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm, I right, I saw that. I just, I'm curious why we don't just say, right. you know, something more exacting. And maybe by the general language of She'eno Ish is also including Mukasets, but it doesn't say that. I'm just saying that on my own. So send, then says the Gemara, says the Bryce, a fascinating Svara. Afalpisha even though to be with an animal, bestiality earns the consequence of Skila, still Ksheru Kahuna. <laughs> Because it's not a psul. Yeah, she did an Aver. It's like, if you speak Lashon Hara, can you not marry? It's not the same thing. The animals... Yeah, yeah you're going to die. But in the meantime, you can marry the Kohen Gadol if you so desire. If he so desires. That's not normal. Because, by the way, the only way you're Chayv Skila is if you have Edom and Hasra. So you have to really be quite the rebellious soul for a woman to have Edom and Hasra. It's not, this is not the Bas Torah that everybody's looking for. This is not the right Shidduch. Either way, the din is that even though she has this din of Skila and Bezdin on her, she's still Ksheru Lekuhun. Again, it's a dichotomy, and it requires a little bit of thinking to separate what happened to her. Had she been with another man, for sure she wouldn't be like, but the animals, it's not a person, so it's not znos, it's be'ula, but nivala la be'ula, nivala to a behema, lamisha eno ish, even though there's skila, ksher la kuhuna. Yasa rabdimi omar maise beriba achas behislu. There was a riba, a riba is a young girl in the city of Hislu. Shaisa mechabeda sesabai, it's a crazy story took place. She was cleaning the house. The riba kelev kufri me'achareha, and a dog, a wild dog, um, violated her, Meachora, same din that we just saw in the Brisa. And the Gemara, when we know that when there's a Misa attached, we know that Misa are very powerful. That means that somebody actually paskin this way. And he said, she's Taka Muteras to the Kahuna. And Omar Shmuel on this story, they left something out. Not just to a regular coin, but to anybody, because that's what the Brisa writes. And says the Gemara, just a, a little tangential question what is why Shmuel adding this din? We know the Rebbe lived after the Churban Beis Mikdash. He lived in the he died in 220. The Churban happened a hundred plus years before he was before he died, almost a hundred years before he was born. It says the Gemara, of course, that's not what he meant. Just that we should know the din that in Rachmana Litzlan, in a case where a woman's violated like this, like she was by the Kel of Kufri, the din is that she's not pseudo to a Kohen Gadol. Says the Gemara, two-thirds of the way down, that's the name of a city. Some of the Mephorshim changed the name of the city to Praskia. Uh, either way, we don't know where either of these locations are, but whatever the case may be, they said to Ravas, uh, Rav said to Ravashi, the Ravashi, We've been going on this assumption that, yes, an intercourse is called intercourse even with a behema, and you can be high of skila for it, but how do we know that she's not called a zona from the Tash Mishamita with an animal? How do we know that? Says the Gemara, We know that it's inappropriate to bring into the Beis HaMikdash that which was used for a zona and a, the, an animal or the money that was swapped out for a Kelev. And says the Gemara, if it's not, the Mishnah writes on this Pasuk, the reverse is not true. Esnan Kelev, the Pasuk says Esnan Zona. If the gifts change, 
with the with the subject, then the rules change. Esnan zona mechir zona. Esnan kelevu mechir zona. The din is mutar. What's that case? Rashi articulates a crazy case for us. Um, and Rashi says six lines from the bottom. Dubramaskal esnan kelev. Shim amar adam lezona. A man says to a, a zona, heilech tleze. Take this animal. Vhi baali lekalbi. So it's totally different. She is being paid to be with the dog. So then go back in the Gemara. That is a case that's actually mutter to be used. That animal would be mutter to use in the Beis HaMikdash. There are only two cases of animals that cannot be used. It's Esnan with a Zona and Mechir Kelev, but not the inverted cases. So therefore we see that there's no znus by a behemoth because even though it's true that this woman was with uh, was with an animal f- with znus and the payment was this animal, we see that the animal can still be brought in the base of mikdash v'horaya that there's no znus by a behemoth. by a coin gadol anusas atmo mufutas atmo a coin gadol who uh, would violate a woman that he violated he did it himself mufutas atmo or someone that he seduced the coin gadol is begeder lo yisa he should not marry this woman however vim nasa nasui but if in fact he did marry her the kedushin is tofsin it actually works anusas chavero but if the coin gadol was with a woman that her that his friend violated umufutas chavero or with a woman that he said that his friend seduced. Lo so he should not marry her. And v'im nasa, the halachos here are different. If in fact the coin gadol married a woman that was seduced or violated by his friend, then Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov Omer havlad halal that this child is going to be a halal. The chachamim Omer havlad kosher big machloka. So this little brisa that we just learned in the last five lines is actually. I mean, we should kind of treat it like a Mishnah because we're going to be analyzing it over the course of the next many lines, which is typical format for a Mishnah. So let's start analyzing. The Gemara said, we had said in the case of the, the Brisa that we just learned that if the Kohen Gadol violated or seduced a woman, he should not marry her. But if he did, then the wedding works. Says the Gemara, However, even though it's true that the mechanics of the wedding do work, the halacha is that he has to divorce her. They're not allowed to stay together. What about the fact that the Brisa writes that the marriage actually works? So says the Gemara, the marriage does work, but it doesn't mean that they're allowed to be together. All that happens at that point is he gets out of a certain punishment of a financial consequence. On the top of What does it mean to say that that if in fact they married, that when it comes to a case of seduction, where he seduced a girl, and then they were together, if in fact they are married at any one moment in time, he's exempt from from paying a knas. Rashi says this on the top of the page. And then the Pasuk, the Pasuk to match. So that's what is going on here with Nasa Nasu. Azal Rav Gavia mi Beksil, Rav Gavia from the city of Beksil, Omar Lashmaisa Kame de Ravashi. He quoted the line that we just learned in front of Ravashi, and Rashi tells us which line he's talking about. A key Rashi to understand the Sugya seems simple, but what story was he talking about? So the second of the narrow lines of Rashi says, Dibraham Maschil. So Rav Gavia was repeating the din that a Kohen Gadol who violates a woman should get divorced from her if in fact they're married. And he said it in front of Ravashi. Omar Le Ravashi says, wait a second. Both of these great Amoraim Damre Tarvaihu Bogeres Umukas Eitz Loisa. We had said that a Bogeres, a girl who's 12 and a half years old, Umukas Eitz. 
a woman who was injured and no longer has a basulim that, that uh, he should not marry. Then vi'im nasanasui, without the qualifications of divorce. Says the Gemara, Alma, what do we see from here? Sofa, at the end of the day, if he ends up staying with her, lios bogeres tachtav, if a woman, uh, if a girl gets married and she becomes a bogeres and they're married, what happens over time? They've tash mishamita and the, the basulim is gone. And as well, sofolios mukas eitz tachtav. She's also going to have her basulim removed because of because of regular life. And hachanami, sofolios bula tachtav. Why are we so restrictive over here? Why do we say that he has to, that, that, why, do we, why does Rav Huna say this din, that they have to get divorced? And the Gemara says, Kasha, it's a very good question. It's a very good question. Why is it that we restrict the Kohen from marrying this particular person? They're staying married to her after all. She's going to be, she, the reason she lost her basulam was because of him. And the Gemara ends with Kasha. Let's analyze the next case from the Brysa, from the bottom of Nuntesimut Beis. The Gemara says that the two dots, eight, nine lines down on Sama Hamad Aleph, Anusas Chaver Mufutas Chaver Yisa. We had said that if a Kohen Gadol marries a woman who was either violated by, by the Kohen Gadol's friend or seduced by the Kohen Gadol's friend, Lo Yisa, it should be ushered to marry such a woman. But the Imna said that there was a big machlokas in the, in the Tanayim. We saw that Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov Omer Havlad Chalal, that the, the child is going to be a Chalal. He's going to not have any uh, relevance to the world of Kohanim. What is this machlokas about? Let's see in a moment. But first, let's get a psak halacha. The Gemara opens at the two dots. The halacha is that if the Kohen Gadol is intimate with the woman who is violated by his friend, that the child is a halal. Good. That's the simple part. Then the Gemara says, however, not everybody agrees with this psak. Not everybody agrees, really. That's what Rav said. What really did Rav say? What is the reason why Rebbe ben Yaakov holds that the child is a halal? If a Kohen Gadol marries a woman who was violated by his friend, why is the child a halal? So the Gemara responds, because Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov, Savarlaki Rabbi Elazar, to different people. Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov is the one in our Mishnah who says that the child of this union will be a halal. Rabbi Elazar holds a whole different opinion. What is it that Rabbi Elazar holds? Take a look at Rashi. Rashi, Dibraham Maskal, Savarlaki Rabbi Elazar, quarter of the way down on the page, about 10 lines into the narrower lines. Rashi says, That in a case like this, to be with a, to be with this woman who's a zona, that is And when there are chai ve'lavin by Kohan, and the child's a halal. So maybe Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov holds like Rabbi Lazar, and that's why he holds that the kid's a halal from this union. That says the Gemara can't be. When we saw our Lakhava say, does Rabbi Eliezer really hold? Does Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov really hold like Rabbi Lazar? We've learned already twice in this Masechta. This is the third reference. Mishnah's Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov. Kav Venaki, that whenever we see the sheet of Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov, we paskin like him, because his shitos are Kav Venaki, they are few and far between. Kav, they're very measured. Venaki, they're very clean. What does that mean? When he opens his mouth, he's quite serious about the psakim that he's giving. So why is this a problem over here? Because if Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov is holding like Rabbi Elazar to establish a child of this union to be a halal, that's a problem because the root source of Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov, if it's Rabbi Elazar, not everybody holds like him. Because that's what Rav Amram said in the name of Rav, that the halacha is not like Rabbi, Eli- Rabbi Elazar. The Gemara says, Kasha, that's a big problem. We don't know the answer to that. So then the Gemara says, Ravashi Omar, really what's going on in this machlokas between Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov and uh, his counterpart, I forgot his name, was it? It is 
the Chachamim. Why is it that they have a machlokas as to the child of the relationship of a Kohen Gadol with a woman who is violated by a friend? One says halal, one says not. Ravashi Amar, third of the way down on Samachamad Aleph, B'yesh halal mechaive asei kamifloge. We're only dealing here with an iser asei, not with an iser deoraisa. What's the Marimakomos? For this, take a look at Rashi. Rashi is about a third of the way down. Deeper Hamaschal, B'yesh halal mechaive asei. Check this out. This Rashi is great. Rashi says, Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov, lo ki Rabbi Lazar svirulei. I understand your concern from the previous question and answer. He doesn't hold like Rabbi Elazar. The lav zonahi, she's not a zona. Velo kaima aleha belav. And there is no iser deraisa here. Ela be'aseh. What does the iser say? What does it say by a Kohen Gadol? Dechsiv. Besula yikach. He should marry a besula. So let's go back in our Gemara. We said, yesh halal mechaive, we said Ravashi is recommending, the yesh halal mechaive asekim, if we get the machlokas, is whether or not there's a halal, if a halal can be generated by an iser aseh. We said that really he should be marrying a besula. What did he do? He married a beula. The aseh for the coin gadol is to marry a besula. So then it's a lava bamechla, I'll say. So let's learn the two shitas. Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov, Savar, Yesh Chalal, Mechaive, Asay. Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov holds that even though we're only dealing with a Chayve, Chiyuv that he should have married a Basul and he married a Beula. Okay, but a Chiyuv Asay is still going to generate Chalal. The Rabbonan Sabre, Ein Chalal, Mechaive, Asay. My time with Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov. Why is it that Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov holds that there's still a Chalal? Because. The Pasuk says that he should not marry an almana, a widow, a grusha, divorced woman, the halala, a woman who is uh, the result of an inappropriate relationship with a coin and a zona, he should not marry them, he should marry a virgin. And then the next Pasuk reads, and says the Gemara, when it says, it's a reference to all of the things listed in the previous zona. So therefore, really there's an assay of Basula. How do you break the assay of Basula by marrying one of these women? And therefore, it's a lava bamechlal assay. So says the Gemara, what did the Rabbanan do with this drasha? This drasha seems excellent. It gives Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov the ability to hold his shita, that even though there was an assay for the Kohen Gadol to marry a Basula, when he marries a Beula, that's a lav habamechlal assay. It's not a typical lav. So says the Gemara, the Rabbanan, what do they do? Right, when it says the word Eile, the word Eile is hifsikainian. The Pasuk says, um, where'd the Pasuk go? Here it is. Es Eile lo yikachim besulo. And it says the word Eile, Eile is hifsik ha'inian. No, now you cannot go back and say that this is the list of women who are include, included, and therefore you cannot say it's a lava ba'mechlala say. Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov Amar, the word Eile is not to stop the discussion. The word Eile is the me'ute nida. What does that mean, the me'ute nida? Rashi, halfway down, Dibra Hamaschel, me'ute nida says, she'im ba'kohen al-ishto nida ein havlad chalal. That if a kohen were to be intimate with his wife when she's a nida, even though it's an iser kares, but it's not really a kahuna issue, it's a nida issue, and therefore Rashi concludes, ein havlad chalal. So that's what the Gemara says to support the sheets of Rebbe Lozer ben Yaakov. So maybe that's what's going on in our in the in the case that we were dealing with from the bottom of Nun Tesema base. The Mishnah there had written, the Brisa had written that if a Kohen Gadol was to marry a woman who was either violated or seduced by his friend, that the child might be a halal. And what we're saying is that it's really a case of an Isra Aseh, a Lav Haba Mechlal Aseh. The Aseh is Besula, and he married the wrong woman, and therefore it's a Lav Haba Mechlal Aseh. And he still holds that it's possible that there could be an Isra Chalal. And on a similar note, the Gemara says halfway down, Keman Azlaha Datanya, who is the author of the following Brisa? 
that yes, from the words in the Psukim of Amana, Grusha, Halal, and Zona, there can be a Halal, but not from Anida, Kiman, that works perfectly. The Gemara says, Why is it that according to Rebelazar ben Yaakov, the word Eilev was meant to be uh, this perfect explanation in order to show us that you can have a halal in a case of a lava bamechlala say the word Eilev should have been a little bit later in the Pasuk. Instead of saying, Es Eilev lo yikach ki im besula, it should have said, Lo yikach ki im Eilev besula. A little bit of a different phraseology in the Pasuk. Says the Gemara Kasha, that's a good point. Doesn't seem like a super strong question, but it does seem like a question, nevertheless, that doesn't have all the answers. Next, Sugya, still Kohen related. However, it's not connected directly to what we've been learning. Says the Gemara, Tanu Rabbanon Achosa Arusa. Let's say that a Kohen has a sister who is only engaged, halachically. Is he allowed to become tame for her? That's the discussion we're going to have right now. Is he allowed to go to the cemetery if she dies? So Reb Meir, Reb Yehuda, Amru, Metamela, they say, yes, this Kohen is allowed to be tame, to be metame himself for her. Reb Yossi, Reb Shimon, Omrim, Ein, Metamela, two against two. Now, says the Gemara, seemingly, Bipashtos, Anusa, Umefuta, if this sister had been violated or if she was seduced, Divri Akol, Ein, Metamela, that the Kohen cannot become tame for her. Umukas, Eitz, if you'll notice a few lines ago, Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Shimon were a pair. Here they split. This will become important a little bit later in the Gemara. That when it comes to Amukas Eitz, a woman who had been injured and therefore her besulim has been severed, so says the Gemara, the Kohen is Ein Metamela, Divir Rabbi Shimon. Shai Rabbi Shimon Omer, Reuya la Kohen Gadol, Metamela. Only if a woman is fit to marry a Kohen Gadol can she become Tame. And that's not true by the Mukas Eitz, according to Rabbi Shimon. She ain't Reuya la Kohen Gadol, Ein Metamela. But if in fact she's not fit to be with the Kohen Gadol, and that's the case here, Ein Metamela. The Brisa continues. Bogeres, a girl who's 12 years, a sister who died, and she's 12 years and six months old. Everyone agrees that you can become Tame for a, for a Bogeres. So says the Gemara, my time to Rav Meir Rav Yehuda. What is the reason, going back to the beginning of this Brisa, what is the reason of Rav Meir and Rav Yehuda that they say that a Kohen can become Tame for Achoso Arusa, for his sister who's only betrothed but not fully married? So says the Gemara, 15 lines from the bottom, the Darshi Hachi, here's the Drasha. That the sister has to be a virgin, prat to exclude la anusa mufuta that he cannot become tame for a sister who has been violated or seduced. Maybe I would exclude a case of mukas eights where a woman was injured, a sister was injured before she died, and now she no longer has a basulim, though not because of Tash Shamita. Talmud Lomar, the Pasuk says, Only if her besulim was ruined by, by intercourse with a man. But rather, it was Mukas 8. Ha-Krova. What does the word Krova come to teach us? Le-Rabos To include the Kohen being able to become Tame for his sister who is engaged, which was our Shiloh. Continues the drasha, a love, le bogeres, to include that a Kohen can become tame to a bogeres, to a woman, a girl who's 12 years and six months old. Says the Gemara, why do I need a Pasuk about this? Why would I need this at all? We already learned this halacha from Rav Meir, that, uh, that as long as she has some besulim, all is well. Says the Gemara, itzrich, we need this, because there's another possibility of how to learn the word besulim. I might have thought from another context, and the Gemara doesn't specify what the context is, that when we're talking about 
uh, the case of Besulim from another part of the Gemara from earlier, Rashi details the case. So then we might have thought that it only applies to a Nara, to a girl who is not yet 12 years and six months old, Kamash Malan, that even if she's 12 years and six months old and she's Begeder, Bogeres, the Allah is that a Kohen can be Matame for her. Now, all of that was answering the question of the first two Shittas of Rav Meir and Rav Yehuda. Yeah, Rav Meir and Rav Yehuda. So then, two lines before the wide lines uh, pick up again, says the Gemara, Rav Yosef, Rav Shimon, Rav Yosef and Rav Shimon had said that when it comes to a, an Achoso Arusa, to a sister who's only betrothed, the Brisa and the, a, three, a third of the way down writes, Ein Metamila. Yeah, that a Kohen is not allowed to become Tame for his Achoso Arusa. So, what were they thinking? Why did they say? Why were they so strict? So, says the Gemara, Darshi Hachi. They learned the Pasuk in a different way. Last three lines of the page, we're going to go a little bit down on. Uh, on the next page, and then we'll stop. Says the Gemara, when the Pasuk says, Prat, it is to exclude a Kohen from becoming Tame for the following sisters, for, for a sister who's had the following things happen. That if his sister had been violated or seduced, or if she was injured in a way where there's no longer a Basulim, so he cannot become Tame for her. What about the next part of the Pasuk? Asher lo to exclude an Arusa. That's why they hold that they're, that ain't metamela, that a Kohen is not allowed to become Tame for an Arusa. Hakrova. When the Pasuk says Hakrova, that's the Rabos Arusa Shinis Garsha. That's an interesting case. What if an Arusa, his sister was an Arusa, she got only engaged and then she got divorced right away? So can he become Tame first? Says the Gemara, Lerabos, to include that a Kohen is allowed to become Tame for his sister if she's an Arusha Sinishkarsha. And the last drasha is a love, Lerabos has a Bogeris, that he includes the Bogeris as well. The Gemara questions the drasha of Hakrova, which one line above the other, they're identical words, one above the other, but it's a question. Hakrova, when the Torah includes Lerabos Arusha Sinishkarsha, Turning to the top of Samachamid Beis, says the Gemara, the Amar Reb Shimon Reuia Lekoin Gadol Metamela Shein Reuia Lekoin Gadol Ein Metamela. Ah, that's a problem. If you're saying that the rule is that in order for a, a regular coin to become tame for the sake of a family member, it has to be that that family member, if she's female, is Reuia Lekoin to a coin Gadol. But in the case of Arusha Arusa Shenis Garsha, she's divorced, so that's not right for a coin Gadol. So says the Gemara. Shiny Hasam did Rabbi Rachman Krova. You're right in general that that's true. But here we have an explicit Pasuk of Krova that includes the case of Arusa Shanis Garsha. So you're right in general, but here we break that rule because we have a Pasuk to do so. Yachi Mukas Eitz Nami, Rabbi Krova. Maybe we should also include the case of Mukas Eitz with the word Krova. Says the Gemara, Achas Veloshtaim. We can only focus on one case and not the other. And we're going to include the case of Arusa Shanis Garsha and not the case of Mukas Eitz. So therefore, according to this shita, a woman who's an Arusha Sanishgarsha, her brother is allowed to attend her funeral and become Tame. However, had she been a Mukas Eitz, her brother is not allowed to attend. Says the Gemara, Umar Rois, five lines down on Samachamid Beis, how did you determine what to include with the word Krova? How did you know to include the case of Arusha Sanishgarsha? I can't even say the words right, Arusha Sanishgarsha. And to exclude the case of Mukas Eitz, says the Gemara, because with the Mukas Eitz, something happened to her. It's not a regular case. It's a pretty strange, unique case scenario. But when it came to this other woman who was uh, Arusa Shanis Garsha, nothing happened to her. She was an Arusa and she got divorced. And then someone wrote again. Nothing happened to her. All shtaros, all kinyanim, but nothing physically happened to her body. 
So then the Gemara picks up on something that I was hinting to, is that when we spoke about Mukas Eitz, it only said Rav Shimon's name. Now, earlier on that price, Rav Shimon and Rav Yossi were two peas in a pod. They seem to have parted ways. So the Gemara says, because Rav Yossi left his partner, he left Rav Shimon, it seems that he holds that he seems to hold like Rav Meir in regards to Mukas Eitz. Where does he get that from? Says the Gemara, he learns it from the Pasuk of Milohai Salish. Says the Gemara, we already use that Pasuk. We already use that Pasuk for something to teach us a din. So therefore, says the Gemara, really the words are broken up a little differently. Says the Gemara, hold on one second. It says, a love, le rabos habogeres. The Pasuk says, a love, to teach us that when it comes to uh, to a man's sister who is a bogeres, if she's 12 years and six months old, that her brother is allowed to attend the funeral. Wait one second. Maybe we need the full basulim. What? How can you do this? A bulgaris may have a may have a little bit of a deficiency in her basulim at this point. Says the Gemara. All of this is actually learned from the same place. Everything is all one thing. The darishachi love the because we needed the Torah to go out of its way to include a bogeres. What does that tell you? That's beautiful deal. The whole reason why the Torah had to include a bogeres is because it wasn't obvious. A bogeres may have a slight deficiency in the basulim at this point. It might have disintegrated or, or, or just shrunk in one in one way, shape, or form. And therefore, what we see from there is that we needed the Torah to include bogeres. Therefore, we can imply from there. That according to this shita of Reb uh, of Reb Yossi, he must be of the opinion that her entire basula must be there in order for her husband for her brother to attend her funeral. We'll stop right here. We'll pick up at Tanya Reb Shimon Ben Yochai Omer on Shabbos. Wishing you all a beautiful night. <laughs>